welcome in to another new podcast from Codings Pro Magazine. As always, I'm your host, Ben DuBose, news editor for the AMP Publications team. In one of our recent episodes, which you can find in our podcast archives, wherever it is that you're listening, we introduced Rebecca Emanuelson as our new editor of Codings Pro. Today, we're going to be introducing our new media sales specialist, Marian Welsh. With a print circulation of more than 28,000 readers and an online presence, Codings Pro is a bi-monthly publication for the contractor, by the contractor, covering both industrial and commercial projects and technologies across concrete, steel, and roof substrates. To help spread the good word, we're thrilled to have Marian on board as our new media sales specialist. Marian, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Ben. Good to be with you. Yeah, glad to introduce you to our audience a bit more because I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably going to interact with you in the fairly uh, immediate future if they have not already. So before we go into things about Codings Pro and your role, I want to let you use this as a forum to sort of introduce yourself to our audience. For anyone who doesn't know Marian Welsh, what's your story, what's your biography, and what are some of your career highlights before taking on this role with uh, Codings Pro and AMP this summer? Sure, yeah. Um, well, you know, I started uh, my career in codings, the codings industry, 30, over 30 years ago. Um, you know, and like many who start in our industry, I had given pretty, very little thought to the vital role that codings play and impact on our infrastructure and all of that good stuff. Uh, but quickly, you know, uh, I started to learn the importance uh, uh, of the industry and um, I started my career at Technology Publishing and they're the publishers of the Journal of Protective Coatings and Linings. So um, JPCL was the official publication for SSPC members until the merge uh, of NACE and SSPC in 2021. And, you know, one of the things I'm proud of is I was introduced to the industry from the ground up. You know, I started at the company working in circulation. I learned about our members, our readers, the role they played in our organization, and how they benefited from the information we were providing, you know, and working all day on. Mm -hmm. So uh, from that point, I moved into a marketing role and then advertising sales, and then ultimately group publisher for multiple publications and all of them focused on coatings, pretty much. So I'm a big fan of the industry. Yeah, and I think your SSPC background with JPCL is especially useful because, especially in the early going, once the merger was first announced in 2020 and we were going through the steps of bringing these organizations together, there were some people in the industry who feared that it would be more of an acquisition than a merger because clearly NACE is a larger organization and there were a lot of people from the SSPC crowd that did not want to be um, forgotten. They wanted to be a part of this. And of course, AMP has steadfastly maintained throughout the process that this is a merger, that both sides are going to be combined and fairly represented. And in this case, I think bringing someone like yourself that has that, that sort of SSPC background while we're certainly into year two of the merger, and I think a lot of people in the industry aren't really thinking in terms of NACE and SSPC anymore, it's now AMP. At the same time, for anyone that might have a little bit of lingering doubts, I do think it's potentially useful to them to see someone that knows the way things were when it was the SSPC world, 
right? And that's something that I think you have the experience with over uh, the past few decades. Absolutely. You know, and, and Ben, I, I heard the concerns too uh, leading up to the merger and uh, those discussions. But, you know, at being on the other side now, I'm seeing how the organization, AMP, the organization is really um, uh, being, how do I want to say it, uh, embracing the merger and, 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 and looking at all aspects of it to make it one organization for all, both the folks from the SSBC side and the legacy NACE members. So mm -hmm. that this is a big step. I mean, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think folks need to be a little bit patient um, as things kind of settle out, you know, mm -hmm. um, with it, with the merger. But overall, it's a good thing, uh, in my opinion, puts everything under the same roof, common goals, you know, uh, it just makes sense, mm. you know. Obviously, you know this world pretty well over your years with JPCL and the experience you have just as far as the protective coatings industry. What was it about Codings Pro and AMP that made this the right time for you to take on this role? Why was, well, June 2022 was when you started, right? In June? Uh, the end of June. I've, I've been about a month in the role, actively in the role. Yeah. So yeah. why was why was this the right time? What was special about this opportunity to you beyond just the obvious fact that, hey, you do know a lot about the codings industry? But, you know, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, you know, after uh, the uh, SSPC NACE merger was announced, and that was in 2020, mm -hmm. you know, I actually had to do some soul searching myself, you know, learning that, you know, JPCL was no longer going to be a member benefit forced me to look into somewhat of a, you know, 180 degree career change for that reason. Uh, keep in mind, it was also smack dab in the middle of, you know, COVID, you know, the pandemic. And, you know, I just, I did some soul searching. And uh, since I had recently moved from Pittsburgh to Wilmington, North Carolina, um, it was a hard decision, but I decided to resign my position and leave 28 great years that I had with technology publishing behind um, and started uh, with a local publisher here uh, that publishes the Greater Wilmington Business Journal. And that was different after 28 years of, <laughs> of talking codings, you know, and now yeah, I'm growing sure. into like a bunch of local business, the local economy here. It was, it was pretty intense. But after about 18 months, I just knew I missed this industry. You know, I, I missed the people. I missed talking about the technology. I missed working with clients and helping them grow their business and being an integral part of their campaigns. You know, I didn't feel that uh, on the local level here. So, you know, the opportunity to get back in the industry with the, now the leading organization focused on, you know, the advancement of the technology, good practice. It was kind of a no brainer for me, you know, and I'm grateful um, to AMP for, you know, giving me the opportunity and, and just look forward to what the future brings. So what drew you to uh, Wilmington from Pittsburgh? Uh, the beach. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> makes sense. Um, I just got I got really sick of the winters. They just mm. as the, the older you get, the longer the winters get, you know, yeah. and it turns out you can't. Five months of your life is a lot year over year. That's a lot mm. of a life to lose, you know, when you're kind of yeah. stuck in. So I've enjoyed it since I've been here. It's just it's changed my life tremendously. Yeah. 
I can imagine my vacation over Memorial Day. My wife and I went out to um, Savannah and Hilton Head, that area. And of course, that's a few hours further south, but it's a it's a beautiful part of the country for sure. And you don't have to deal with uh, the foot of snow overnight that you inevitably have several times in December and January when you're living uh, up in the Steel City. So, yeah, yeah it's a good it. It's a good change of pace. Um, speaking of your new office in Wilmington, I use office in air quotes here. Um, how much are you going to be working from home and doing what you can in that capacity and how much of what you do is going to be sort of traveling around to various events? And I'm sure some of this, you know, there are certain seasons that are busier than others when it comes to the types of in-person industry events that thankfully we're starting to get back to now yeah. two years since uh, COVID. So what's sort of your breakdown in terms of when you're going to be home and and then some of the travel that you're going to do for this role? Well, yeah, the, the the way I understand it at this point, I'd probably be looking at about 30% travel and I mm -hmm. do want to get out there. It's important. I mean, it's 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 a really important for me to get face to face with folks, see products in person, you know, I'll be attending the trade shows. I'll probably be extending uh my trips to the trade shows and trying to get some customer visits in there as well, um, but primarily working here out of Wilmington um, as those come along. You know, the, the trade show season is going to be ramping up now. Uh, my first uh, trade show that I'll be attending uh, with AMP now uh, will be at the end of September uh, at mm -hmm. the Western Roofing Conference, mm -hmm. and then uh, the end of September. Uh, or the beginning of November, the the new Coatings Pro Contractor Conference. Looking mm. forward to 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 attending that and and whatever else comes up. You know, I'm game. Yep, sounds good. Um, Dan Gross, who is our sales manager for publications and exhibits and sponsorships, uh, in announcing your hire, she mentioned that of course she'll be representing Coatings Pro to advertisers and that you're a, a high energy sales executive with a solid track record of performance in the B2B digital and print media sales and services. B2B is business to business for anyone who did not catch that reference. What's your day to day like or going to be like? Because I know it's still a little bit of a transition, but what do you see on a day to day basis your role as in this capacity? Well, it's really reaching out to folks. It's actually servicing existing accounts, making sure that they have a clear picture of what their program, what's coming up in their program, seeing if they need to make any changes. Mm. But the majority of my time is really reaching out to um, suppliers, you know, to to talk about, you know, ways which in which they're getting their products and messaging out to the industry, you know, mm. uh, in the most effective way. You know, there's different budgets for everything and there's different effectiveness for different types of advertising. Uh, at the end of the day, all designed to help them grow their business, you know, whether it be traditional yep. advertising, digital, educational platforms, you know, in-person events, you know, it, it runs the gamut. But I will tell you, it's it's been great to be back, you know, I, I, in this month that I, I've been been with AMP. I've had the opportunity to reconnect with many folks that I had built some very strong relationships with over the years. And, you know, just just finding out how companies marketing plans, you know, how they're repositioning post merger. You know, it's important mm -hmm. uh, how the tech, how technology and stuff like that is affecting their marketing decisions. You know, mm -hmm. what what are their successes? What are their challenges? And there have been many, you know, the last couple of years. So there's some some good stories to tell there on both sides, you know, mm -hmm. and just basically strategizing on ways to for 
for their company to st stay relevant, you know, in this market and, and ultimately grow their business. One of the things that I assume makes it flow a little more naturally when you have these conversations, Coding Store has always been very direct in its mission statement regarding helping contractors increase their bottom line. That's something that Stephanie Chizik, our editor-in-chief, says all the time. And I think that probably makes it a little bit easier for potential advertisers, sponsors to see it as basically working together, Codings Pro and these companies, because at the end of the day, we want to help them succeed. We want what's good for the industry. So when you talk to them, when you give your sales pitch, if you will, and I suppose it's not even so much you giving your pitch. I mean, step one, as you mentioned, is listening. But then when you are representing Codings Pro and you're talking to them, what do you say to them as far as the ways that Codings Pro and these potential advertisers or sponsors can work together? One thing I've noticed uh, in talking to companies that, you know, because I'm back new at this, you know, and I, yep. it is post-merger, you know, I, a lot of companies really haven't put a lot of thought into the impact of the merger and the advantages they now have to reach the entire marketing mix under one roof, you know, whether it's contractors, engineers, architects, specifiers, facility owners, you know, and AMPS media platforms right now are really strong. And that's a great way to reach 100% of the of professionals that are most invested in our market, you know? And, you know, being, I, I encourage folks to share, you know, with you guys an editorial, their, you know, pro new product announcements, their company news, you know, it's a small industry and every, you know, it, when everybody's on the same page, it tends to advance the industry along much quicker if everybody's on the same page. And Codings Pro, which I've always thought, brings a, a real world application to, to the work that gets done. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. chock full of, you know, really relevant information on projects and how they're going on that you can't get in any other publication. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. it's extremely valuable and folks in our industry like to read about their industry you know what they Absolutely. do every day right i mean this is this is this book is a testament to all the all the the craftsmen out there that are out there doing the work um and the industry at large you know whether even coding suppliers i mean there are the industry at large is tuned in to coding pro without mm -hmm. question so I think that's a valuable, uh, it's a valuable place to place your message, you know? What type of feedback do you get from these potential clients or sponsors? I'm sure it's going to vary from one to the next, but is there or are there any trends in terms of the things they're looking for? Because you, you've got so many different options, obviously print advertising, digital, you've got webcast, you've got sponsored content. Are, are there any trends in terms of the feedback or the things that they're looking for? Well, I think you hear a lot these days, you know, oh, we're only investing in digital, you know, we're, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're investing in digital only. And, you know, for me, you know, I can listen to that, or sometimes you'll hear, nah, we don't really need to advertise. We're really involved. We're really uh, active on social media. Well, it's kind of like when you hear that kind of stuff, you think, 
gosh, that's a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Yep. And a, a marketing mix needs to be diverse. You know what I mean? It's it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. I mean, it all starts with the client, right? Mm-hmm. And what they're looking to achieve. And then you work backwards from there, right? Uh, more importantly, once you've, they've identified that the audience is right and the platforms and you know the organizations that their target market is engaging with, you need to consider that every individual consumes that content in their own preferred way. So by investing in one method over another, one uh, platform over another, you're going to be missing a big piece of the market. You know what I mean? So diversity mm-hmm. is really key for success. You know, I mean, look at it. For instance, some folks have been getting Codings Pro delivered to their door for 20 plus years. Yep. They're in the habit of reading it when it comes not only for the great articles, but to stay on top of what's new in their industry. You know, some folks prefer to can read the digital edition and be fine with it. You know, segment of our audience, they rely on and take advantage of some of our educational op- options, you know, like webcasts, podcasts, white papers. Not everyone does, you know, a segment of the audience uh-huh. does. So, um, you know, some use a combination of all of those. So having a presence and it's based on budget. I mean, if your budget doesn't allow you to, to, to be in the full spectrum of products, you make some decisions on what's going to be most effective based on your goals and your budget. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that could be all digital. You know, it sometimes, but the most effective campaigns really do sp- spread out over mu- multiple platforms and invest in the audience as a whole, the way I see it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think in the case of people who, or companies, I should say, that are so focused strictly on their own social media, sure, that might help you engage with current customers, but it's also about, uh, or it should be about trying to grow as well and bring in new business. And of course, that's where um, partnerships and sponsorships outside of your own platforms can really be helpful in terms of expanding, not just into engagement with your current group, but potentially building um, different customers for the future as well. And in this industry, there's so much common ground that I think places like Codings Pro and AMP that can bring people together under one umbrella, there's so much potential when we talk about the various capacities, what what makes sense for one company might, might, might not make sense for the other in terms of print versus digital versus webcast, whatever the offerings are, sponsored content, but there's probably going to be a solid fit for someone along that value chain. Marianne, as we wind down, uh, I guess the last question I have for you, how different is your job now in 2022 compared to when you first started doing this in the 90s for a technology publishing company? Because when you were laying out the various options that they have the first thing that i was struck by is how few of them even existed when you first started doing this so now it's almost like you know analysis by uh or paralysis by analysis i should say i botched that uh but there's just so many options you know the old days when you first started was very streamlined whereas now you sort of have to go through the options with these companies and see what's the right fit for them because you can get everything so niche, so customized. 
I guess in some ways it's a good thing because it presents more options. I'm sure it's also more challenging for you. Um, just talk if you could about sort of the evolution of the way this job was when you started with Technology Publishing Company and then what you're doing now when you offer all of these different platforms that uh, Codings Pro and Amp Publications has to offer right now. Okay, yeah, you're right. I mean, when I first started, it was, you know, the annual conference and advertising in the magazine. Those are about all of your options that you had, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we built the website in the year 2000 uh, at my previous position, and that was a big, big, big thing. And then it started, you know, technology has a way of taking off, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I like to do too is, it, and it is, it's an individual thing with customers, because when you talk about digital advertising, digital advertising can accomplish a lot of things. It can create, you know, brand awareness, top of mind for a company, uh, company recognition, or, or, you know, to, to masses of people, right, uh, at, at a certain price. Uh, doing a webcast, if a company wants to walk away and they they, they want to walk away with 200, 250 actual leads, names, you know, they want something concrete to walk away from, that comes into play. You know, what's going to serve their best interest is what, and, and technology and all of the different offerings is a blessing, actually, because it offers folks, you know, the opportunity to evaluate, you know, how they want to be perceived in the industry, what they, what the, what outcome that they, they're looking for, you know, marketing and advertising, it's not a magic bullet. You know what I mean? And, and anyone that thinks it is, you know, like if you place an ad, you're going to get a million calls. Advertising <laughs> doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? So you really have to, 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 to follow a plan, measure expectations uh, of the client and, and, and keep an eye on that. You know what I mean, and 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 make changes if need be, um, but it's constantly looking at it, and with all of the data that you're able to to get with, you know, digital advertising, it's easier to do that. You know, mm -hmm. if, in my opinion, yeah. Folks, that is Marion Welsh, media sales specialist for AMP, with an emphasis on Codings Pro. Marion, I know your job is to reach out to a lot of our listeners, and certainly a lot of our regular readers, but if anyone listening wants to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way they can get in touch? Sure, best way, probably email me. I'm checking it all the time. It's Marian, M-A-R-I-A-N dot Welsh, W-E-L-S-H, at amp.org, and I'd love to chat with them. Perfect. That's a great place to leave off for today for me and those the rest of us at Codings Pro. Just check out codingspromag.com for all of our content. For Marion Walsh, right. I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new podcast from the Codings Pro interview series.